This week on the Steam Machine Podcast, I send Snood, please respond. Cue the music! Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton and joining me as always are my good buddies. It's the Destructo Bros at you once again. It's Nate. It's Billy. How's it going, my friends? It's uh, it's going pretty well. Uh, right off the bat, I have a question for you guys because I want to get this out of the way. Mules. Mules. I'm th- yeah, okay. I, for some reason when I said that it didn't sound right, mules are just small donkeys, right? Pretty much? No. If I no, remember correctly, no. a donkey is a hybrid of a horse. and I mean, a mule is a hybrid of a horse and donkey. Oh, okay. Yes, it okay. is a sterile hybrid. Yes. I, I was only asking because I, like, I went and saw the strudel man today. <laughs> and when I was on my way home, there's a like... There's a like with the grocery store I used to work at, like, I don't know, three driveways down, there's this big house, but like the yard is really long. And they have I'm gonna call them donkeys, but they're small. Smunkies. Like they're not super big, but they're smunkies. like smunkies. Okay, they're smunkies. And some of them are gray and some of them are like almost cow patterned looking and like dude they're the cutest fucking things. I just wanted to pull <laughs> over and hop the fence and go pet every fucking one of them. There were like 10 of them just chilling out by the fence near the road, just eating grass. And I was just like, oh, my God, you guys are freaking so cute. <laughs> Dude, I love little animals like that, like animals that you expect to be bigger and that are small, like miniature versions of dogs or anything like that. It's always so cute. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. These things probably stood, I don't know, four feet tall. Mm-hmm. You know, they they weren't very big, but they looked f- full grown to me because I didn't see any other big ones roaming around. So maybe maybe they're miniature donkeys, uh, miniature donkeys, jackasses, whatever you want to call them, teacup donkeys. But God, they oh, were just teacup donkeys. So <laughs> there, there there used to be a farm around here too where the guy had a bunch of emus, but uh, I don't think he's got them anymore. Uh, uh, how they, much do they, they like my chemical romance? <laughs> <laughs> how much do they? I I don't know. I didn't know the person personally. Um, oh, fuck, no, you said emu. Emu, shit. Emu. emu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not an emo okay. farm. Sorry, Willie. No, not, fuck, a, not shit, an emo fuck. farm. <laughs> the, <laughs> the emo farm where the grass cuts. That's a bad joke. Lord, I apologize. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway. All right, um, all right, we're already doing Larry the Cable Guy shtick. This episode sucks. Cut it. We'll see you next week. <laughs> oh, man. What have you guys been up to? Well, I just got back from vacation, had a really good time uh, down in your neck of the woods, Dalton. Uh, yeah. Just did a bunch of stuff, spent some time on the beach, had a really great hotel where we had a balcony view of the ocean itself, which is a great way to wake up in the morning, Uber eat you some Dunkin' Donuts, coffee, yeah, and just sit down on the balcony, sipping your iced coffee, watching the waves come in. Like That was a dream come true right there. I'm giving you claps for iced coffee because fuck yes, sir. Iced coffee is delicious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude. Iced coffee you in know, Florida? It's the way to go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah. I, I'm iced coffee gang. If it's, four, if it's 32 degrees outside, I'll still drink iced coffee. <laughs> yeah. If it's 31, sure. we can negotiate. <laughs> it's got to be just below freezing before you'll decide on hot coffee. I feel you. 
when I was when I was up in New York, uh, all the ice cream places were closed because it was Christmas. And Ryan's like, "Yeah, hey, nobody wants to eat fucking ice cream when it's like two degrees outside." <laughs> and I went, "I do." I know. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, we can get some from the grocery store, but we just can't go there." He goes. Because we were we were um, having some strudel in the car, and, and he was like, "Damn, ice cream does sound pretty good." And so we ended up we ended up going to get some ice cream from Kroger. But Dude, I'm down for ice cream all year round. I'd be the kind of guy that goes to Dairy Queen on in December. You know what I mean? Like I can do ice cream whenever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds that sounds like an album name. Dairy, Dairy Queen, Queen in December. December. That is the next now the nightmare album title. <laughs> mental mental note. <laughs> So when when you type IDDQD on Doom to get invincibility, DQD is short for Dairy Queen December. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but yeah, it was just a really good vacation all in all. I got to go to a lot of like local restaurants, and of course, when I'm in Florida, all I want to do is eat fish because y'all actually have fresh caught fish at many restaurants. So I was enjoying my time with some mahi and some grouper. Like those are my two favorite fish. So like, I was in heaven, man. It was just a really good time. Uh, this dude is a known grouper groupie. I am a grouper groupie. So I, I brought this up when we were talking before the show. Um, but I, I want because because I know there's a place in St. Augustine that you went that I want I want to talk about specifically. Um, but the place you didn't go because I I was like ah, I would recommend this, but I don't know how you know like a, a romantic getaway going to this place at the, the torture museum. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's so when I was in there. So I don't know how much you know about current Chris Jericho, but he's using a move called the Judas elbow because he wrote that song Judas and Fozzie, yes. right? Yeah. So I tweeted him because in the torture museum, there's an old torture device that is called the Judas cradle. And I tweeted him a picture of it. And I said, dude, this is what you should call the walls of Jericho. Now is the Judas cradle. Oh shit. And he never, he never tweeted me back. And obviously he didn't do it, but <laughs> I was like, it would be cool if all of a sudden on TV it was Judas Cradle because I I am the only person that would have been like fuck yeah that's fuck yeah <laughs> dude one of the coolest things that happened while we were down there in Florida was pretty wild it's like we were just laying on the beach because we were just having our lazy time just laying on the beach drinking some water getting some sun rays in our face and all of a sudden we just see this big crowd of people all gather around on this corner of the beach and there's just one guy with a fishing pole and so we're just sitting there like watching him and like why are all these people around him he just keeps reeling it in reeling it in and like he keeps like coming down the beach further and further towards us and he's just starting to reel it in closer and closer i'm like that's a shark Nice. It is a damn shark on his line and finally got it in. And like, it just so happened that like when he reeled it in, like we were probably like 15 feet back from the water and he reeled it in directly in front of us. So I got like this really good view of this bull shark and it was like, it was like five foot long and it was thrashing like crazy. Like, and then he let it go. I'm like, well, I'm not going back in the water today. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I've seen like drone footage and stuff flying over the beaches in florida and california and there are people swimming and like 10 feet away from them are a shark is a shark swimming around uh, and you just never know it i know and that's so terrifying to me <laughs> yeah, it is really, it honestly is and like the fact that those sharks will come up to the like right to where you will be like yeah like my wife she looks like i said she lived in south florida growing up and like she had a teacher that only had one arm because um he has 
it was in a shark's mouth at one point, and the only reason he escaped was he kept punching it in the face, and he found, was able to get away with just one less arm, but still here. So that's a win, right? And to and to further spread the uh, ridiculousness of Florida, I personally know two people who have been bitten by a shark. <laughs> So yeah, was it, it the same shark? <laughs> I don't know. It, that's a good question. But my one buddy got bit by a shark, and then like a year later, he got hit by a car, and then like six months later, he rolled his truck. So I'm just starting to think he's just bad luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so like so, that was just such a crazy situation seeing the shark and like all this fun stuff in Florida just kept happening, man. It was just like a really good time. Like I was bummed that I didn't get the chance to meet up with you at all, but like. You know how when you're on vacation mode and things just keep coming up. Oh, bro, <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a whole thing. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah. That's why when I when I when I first brought it up, I said, dude, if there's any free time, yeah, let me know because I actually I absolutely know how that goes. Um, there's a place. Uh, I think I brought this up to you a little bit off the off the air, but there's a place in uh, St. Augustine that's called um, Beachcomber. It's one of yeah. my favorite restaurants. It's like right on the beach, and they're super cool. Like I mean, I took a girl there one night and uh it was right at closing time and uh we had our drinks and our food and stuff and then i said hey man is it cool if we leave our truck parked in the parking lot or girl you know parking lot and then go sit on the beach for a while and he was like oh yeah dude just don't leave it there overnight and you'll be fine i was like cool so we went out and sat on the beach and it's it's beautiful i don't know if you got a chance to go sit out there at night but it's like so peaceful like all you hear is the fucking waves and then there was there was one person out there with a flashlight and a metal detector walking around <laughs> just like trying to find what they wanted for the day but like dude i love that whole area so like you picked a fantastic place to go for oh, yeah and it was just so fortunate like that the hotel room was just right there in the balcony with the ocean view like you couldn't have asked for a better time and you know i love florida I, I tr- like my wife jokes that i transform into florida nathan when i go down there that i'm just chill and having a good time <laughs> bro you sent me a picture of you and i was like that motherfucker got off the plane and put on a jimmy buffett shirt immediately i bet <laughs> hey, he do he do got that jimmy buffett energy the moment he gets down I loved there it. i love it dude because those shirts are so fucking oh, comfortable. God, people yeah. say what they want about them they're so fucking comfortable. oh they really really are <laughs> man I, I love a hawaiian shirt man like i wish i had an excuse to wear hawaiian shirts more often <laughs> Um, so we have to bring up the restaurant that you ate at. Oh yeah, yes, so, dude, yes. It was definitely a highlight too. It was like I saw it when I was driving in, for, like, and I was like, "We got to go there while we're here, Kayla." And she was like, "All right, all right, we will." And so we ended up going there. It's this restaurant called um, Taco Libre, which was a luchador themed Mexican restaurant. And I'm like, if there is anything more steam machine than that, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Right, especially since we had just played guacamole recently. Yeah, like this thing was this place was awesome. Like it had like a the sign was like a giant luchador mask, and you go in and there's like paintings of luchadors all over the walls. And for some reason, John Cena. I mean, that's okay, <laughs> but like the menu was really good. They had like specialty tacos. I got one called the Shroom Taco, which had like uh, chicken, mushroom, and then two types of cheeses on, it. and it was just delicious. Mm. Along with a chimichanga. It was just such a good restaurant, but it was just so great seeing all the luchador stuff everywhere. It was just like, man, that was like meant to be for me to go there. <laughs> and what's what's fantastic about that is I didn't know that place existed, so now I have a new place to go try next time I'm in St. Augustine. Yeah, and the food was really I good, I loved too. the decorations you showed us, though, dude. That was so awesome. Like, 
all the, again all the pictures obviously there was the john cena and the becky lynch and all that which is hilarious but fucking like all the cool pictures of, like ray mysterio mystico uh fucking like older school like luchadors and then like um, the fact that then they, they did that and then the menu didn't get weird and gimmicky with it either yeah like because the menu could have just been like oh this is this is El Vampiro Faquitas. But no, instead it was just like, no, here's some Mexican food because food is good. Yeah. I uh, I know you're not much a golfer, um, but <laughs> if, if you would have been like, so not far from St. Augustine is the World Golf Village is what it's called. It's probably like a 30 to 40 minute drive. <laughs> if that actually not a Anyways, um, but there's a restaurant I'm sorry, there. I'm sorry, when you said, I know you're not a golfer, I thought you were doing a reference to the big Lebowski. <laughs> oh, obviously, you're not a golfer. Yeah. <laughs> when he holds up the bowling ball. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but that's brilliant. I love that scene. Um, but th- I don't know what just triggered this in my head. I guess talking about the restaurant, which I do have another comment about. Um, there's a place in the World Golf Village. Not only is like the PGA Hall of Fame or whatever there, and there's a big-ass IMAX theater, but there's a restaurant called Caddyshack's. And I, I don't know if it's a singular restaurant or if it's a little chain, but it's owned by the Murray brothers. And you go in there and there's a bunch of fucking uh, memorabilia from like Caddyshack and those movies and stuff. It's it's really interesting. Um, I Again, I do not know what sparked that fucking memory in my head, but yeah, it's a cool restaurant. Nice. Uh, and there's one more thing that I really wanted to do. Like we thought about doing it but we were like i am not in shape enough to do this right now let's come back in a couple years and do this again but like there's this tandem kayaking thing you can do at this place it's a little bit like i think it's like an hour outside of saint augustine at the guana tolomato matanzas national estuarine uh, estuarine research reserve and it's like this really cool kayak trip like like we were watching some YouTubes of people doing it and like alligators, turtles, like all the cool wildlife. There's manatees down there. Like just something we would love to do. And like if this was like me three years ago, I would have been in shape enough to do it. But thanks, Rona. <laughs> <laughs> Man, f- fuck some alligators. Like like swamp kitties, they're cool and all. But like I want them to keep a distance from me. The one I found in my backyard that time was only like three or four feet. So that wasn't yeah. so bad. But like those fuckers get big no they're absolutely horrifying i I love them (laughs) i used to do uh like canoeing and kayaking in boy scouts and we'd be going down um and stuff which by the way if you ever come to florida and someone tells you that they call itchituckney itch me touch me river they are full of shit or they're just a college kid from gainesville and don't know what the fuck they're talking about okay (laughs) anyway um, that sounds kind of racist, man. Like, oh, we found this word that's funny because it's an Indian word, but we're going to say it like it's a nasty English phrase. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you'd see alligators and stuff and it would be like, oh, let's just keep going. Dude, I saw a gar. Oh, God. Yeah. That was like 10 feet. It was fucking massive and it was just swimming underneath us. And my scoutmaster's like, oh, look, there's a gar. And I looked down and I went, Jesus fucking Christ, if this thing flips over, I'm just going to die. <laughs> that thing's just going to eat yeah, me. Those this things are happen. like prehistoric looking too, like alligator gar. Like alligators yeah. themselves are obviously prehistoric, but the gar, dude, those things look like they're from that same time period. Like they're scary looking fish. Absolutely. And speaking of manatees just one quick story is one time in st augustine i went fishing under a bridge with a buddy of mine and i'm sorry i'm sorry it wasn't st augustine it was cocoa beach probably the same it's the same ocean though i believe you know what i mean just longer (laughs) down the coastline uh and even that i could be wrong about it so who the fuck knows um anyway 
we were fishing off the bridge and all of a sudden I was like, oh shit. And I reeled in my line and got them to reel in theirs because there was just like two or three manatee just came swimming by. And I didn't want to hook no, them or anything. You yeah. know what I mean? So, But it was just so cool sitting there and watching them. And I'm just like, man, how the fuck do sailors think you guys are mermaids? Yeah. How the fuck did Christopher <laughs> Columbus decide to fuck one of you? <laughs> <laughs> like what in the absolute fuck? But yeah, whatever. <laughs> but they're so cool. They're so majestic looking. Oh, yeah, they're awesome. so slow that they like have algae and stuff that grows on them because they just don't move all that fast yeah they're like the sloth of the marine world <laughs> yeah fucking wonderful um but yeah the uh i'm gonna have to go check out that taco libre i keep wanting to call it tacos luchos but i'm like that's not right in the taco libre <laughs> um but yeah uh so willie what have you been up to this week anything interesting so, while he was on vacation, I actually went to his house in Middle Tennessee and watched his stupid-ass dog. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but some dogs just fart and burp a lot, but she, <laughs> yep. she does it like it's her freaking job. It's amazing. Yeah. But, like, absolutely, aside from that, just the coolest dog. Just absolutely wonderful person to be around. Just chill as heck. So, you know, I, I mainly just hung out around there, ate a lot of... uh frozen food and some fast food in the joint and uh had a really good time got the clear in my brain you know had nothing else to do that whole time uh nate compensated me for that time in such a way that i did not have to worry about work so i could spend that time actually thinking about like plans and cool shit i wanted to do in the near future and all that so like i don't know it it, it did a lot of really good stuff for my mental balance and uh oh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed yeah, it i'm glad to hear that because it was de- definitely doing me a big favor too because like i know when we mentioned it a few weeks ago that my other dog died recently so like i really wasn't ready to leave um her alone for any extended period of time and usually when we go out of town we just have her brother come and check on them once a day and make sure they're fed and have water and stuff but like I just wasn't comfortable leaving her alone that much. So I was really thankful that you were able to do that. So I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks, man. I mean, it. she really wasn't any problem. I mean, except for smelling really bad. <laughs> and do not get me wrong. Really awful smells at times. Just ghastly shit. But like, dude, seriously, that's like just wonderful, wonderful time. And you like... I don't know, the fact that I had access to your, like, Switch and I could play old video games, like, that was the first time I actually accessed the Sega and Nintendo 64 online, and while the N64 didn't work too well and the game selection kind of sucked, too, the Sega was a lot of fun, man. Nice. I got to play a lot of Contra Hard- got to play Contra Hardcore a lot. Oh, yeah, what's up, Bob? I was incredibly disappointed that the Genesis Collection did not have comic zone <laughs> that was the, Dude, one, same. the one game i was going in there to play and i was like no it's not there i guess i'll play fantasy star 4 what the fuck I mean, hopefully that's one that actually because you know they think yeah. like to slow drip the release of some of these games like did you notice that the only sonic game in the sega collection was sonic like 2, two. Yeah. i'm like they're gonna yeah. slow drip yeah. some more out for sure and two i played is also that. the best two is the best sonic game too so i can understand why they would put that one up so but like fucking like uh i mainly played uh castlevania bloodlines and uh fucking uh, Contra God, Hardcore. Was Contra, Contra Hardcore. Contra Hardcore is like, I, I've played Contra 3 before, which is the Super Nintendo 16-bit uh, Contra game. They are basically the same thing in that it is freaking impossible to know what's happening until you've already seen it once. Like, seriously, go in there and play like 10 games of Contra Hardcore or 10 games of Contra 3 if you've never played them before. You, you will not know what's happening until you've been killed by it every time. I, I got Bloodlines was pretty good though. 
I, I, I haven't played either of those. I did play some of the Sonic 2, um, mm. beca- because Sonic 2 is the first Sonic I ever owned on Game Gear back in the day. And Sonic 2 for Game Gear and Sonic 2 for Genesis are completely different games, I believe. Yeah, the one on Game Gear was way harder to play than the one that's on Genesis because <laughs> I could actually see what was going on and stuff. But man, yeah. that fucking, that one riff, I want to learn it on guitar. That oh yeah, the chemical play. It's so fucking groovy, bro. So good. Dude, the music... The, the music for the 8-bit or 16-bit Sonic games is so good. I mean, there, there's some good ones in the 8-bit Sonic games too, but the 16-bit Sonic games are just... And Sonic 2 was like probably the best. But also fucking... Uh, I played Toe Jam and Earl for the first time. Like, I... When I grew up with them, I was like, yeah, this doesn't look interesting to me. I don't get what Toe Jam and Earl's all about. I actually sat down and played a full-ass game of Toe Jam and Earl and got about 80% of the way through the game. Like, I got up to the rank of homie and I had eight of the spaceship parts out of ten. I hate and, the name of that game, but I love that game. Yeah. I mean, it, it has some really good music and stuff, and I don't know. Like, I was starting to get it, but then I got really mad because it just, it, it it sucks when you can't progress anymore. Because yeah. it's very much like, a, it's a classic roguelike in a lot of ways where it's like, it's a lot about inventory management, identifying objects and things like that, and then figuring out how to, you know, manipulate it and move around things. But uh, unfortunately, you eventually reach the point where it just fucking sucks to play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Been there. <coughs> the, I, the, actually, the, the first Toe Jam and Earl that I ever played wasn't on Genesis. It was the, I think it was Xbox, Toe Jam and Earl Back in the Groove or something like that. I think that's like maybe the newest one. Oh, okay. Then I might I might be wrong on the name. It was whichever one came out for the original Xbox. Um, and it was it was fun for what it was. You know what I mean? I, I was entertained by it. I was like eight or nine. So it was funny to me yeah. at the time. And I, mean, I, I, I did find it a lot more amusing than I expected to. And like especially because a lot of the games in that thirty the sixteen uh, bit like Genesis just they didn't hold up very well if you didn't yeah. grow up with them. No, I agree. I agree. I have this weird memory tied to the Toe Jam and Earl series, and it was I was sitting in my cousin's house because he he owned the game, and we were in his room, and I was playing Toe Jam and Earl on his Xbox, and I was singing Californication by hmm. Red Red Hot Chili Peppers, and my cousin looked at me and he said, "Do you know what that song's about?" And I looked at him and I said, no. <laughs> and he looked at me and said, okay. And he dropped it. And I was like, then of course I'm like eight or nine. Like I said, so I'm super curious. And I'm like, what's it about? What's it about? He's like, nothing, nothing. You'll find out when you're older. Don't worry about it. That's the worst and thing you can tell a kid. <laughs> yeah, right. But I did find out when I was older, that whole song is about porn. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. That's why he didn't want to tell me back then. That makes sense. So shout out to my cousin Kevin who doesn't listen. Yo, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin um, and Earl. So uh, I didn't really do too much this week. Uh, we got a new lawnmower, and so so my dad's been talking about getting a new lawnmower, which I'm cool with because I've been using a push mower and fuck that during Florida summer. Let me tell you, um, sometimes it's so fucking hot that I would mow the backyard and wait a day and mow the front yard and by the time the third day rolled around the backyard needed cutting again like dude it is insane how it gets some here here sometime in summer so now we got a john deere riding mower you can tell it's a john deere because it's bright fucking green and yellow (laughs) (laughs) dude that that color branding is so on point seriously like say what you want about like all this you know redneck mythologizing about john deere or whatever but fucking dude that color scheme is so on point you can tell it's john deere the moment you look at a john deere 
Yeah, and I don't I don't know what's called up my dad's ass because and not in a bad way, but like he got that mower and then I mentioned I was like, well this will be good. Was I, I, said, I oh, called up your the, dad's uh, ass. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, quick sidebar. My buddy George I mentioned earlier who's the DM, but we talked about him in the Patreon. Yeah. One time he, he's a bisexual man. So we were sitting in the garage one time and he had on a wife beater and we were enjoying some strudel and it was me him and my mom sitting there and I said, oh, you got the guns out today, George. You trying to impress my mom? And he went, eh, or your dad. <laughs> and I was like, I just thought that was the most brilliant response ever. Anyways, um, what was I talking about? <laughs> Fuck, I don't John, remember. J- John Deere, riding mower. Oh, oh right, 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 right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I, so, I'm sorry that it is so easy to be distracted by bisexual people. <laughs> it is, man. So I, I made a mention that like the weed eater that we had is like all right but the battery dies really quickly so it's like it's kind of a pain in the ass and then me and mom were talking about that we can't figure out how to re-thread it because it's an older one and it's not one of the ones that i can just pop open and put new thread in it's somewhere between that and the automatic ones so i don't know how to work the motherfucker so i wake up today and i walk out back and there's a brand new big fucking shiny new weed eater and i'm like what the fuck (laughs) i guess i'm gonna be doing a lot of yard work this summer (laughs) um but other than that uh i I deleted Septimus, uh, the the mod pack that I've been playing. I'm going to wait for Septimus 3 to come out for oh, Skyrim stuff, by the way. It's the Skyrim chat. Because um, I kept running into some bugs in Septimus that were persistent, and it was bugging the shit out of me. No pun intended. <laughs> um, so there's a new mod pack out that I'm trying called Wildlander. And it basically takes Skyrim and turns it into an actual RPG game. So, like, um, for instance, uh, let's see, you have to eat, you have to drink, you have to worry about being cold and things like uh, that. Um, you have to... I don't, I don't know about that survival type shit. It seems like it just adds a bunch of fucking... I'm sorry, continue. So, they also added to where, like, some of your skills and stuff start at zero. Like, not everything, you're not good at everything. And it takes work to raise your skills up. Um, there's a, some kind of mod that gives everybody a name. So, even, like, people who run at you that would normally just be like named hunter like they have a name and stuff which i think is a nice little touch hunter um, <laughs> but there's just like a lot of uh a lot of role-playing elements to it where like especially like with the stat building and um you, you don't heal unless like you apply like a healing post potus or you um you know drink a health potion and stuff like you don't just magically heal um, your stamina recharges at an incredibly slow rate. Like you have to like chill and like after you've drained your stamina, you got to like hang out and sit down for a minute and your guy's stamina will come back up and stuff. So it just kind of makes the game more realistic esque. It's more like a, uh, an RPG set in a fantasy world as opposed to, you know, whatever like, I can actually turn dragons off if I wanted to in this version, hmm. but I'm not gonna, but I might set them to only spawn at the walls. That way they don't just randomly come out of the sky and kill me every, because Oh, go ahead, Willie, before I finish up. I'd like to turn dragons on. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Oh, in human form, or are you just want to get completely destroyed by a, a big old... Uh, well, you know, let's not go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't like to get completely destroyed. <laughs> As I was saying that, I was like, oh, you know, never mind. Let's not say um, but the, the other thing that I, I find really interesting is like damage like fucking counts bro like your armor and stuff matters because i got jumped by somebody like 
so in my you get little choices of how you want to start and you can choose the original you know opening if you want but i went with a uh like crossing the border at helgen but not the original style so i'm just walking up and i came upon these two bandits that them together fucked me up like i died twice to them and i i never die in skyrim yeah <laughs> i know i just I, I don't know i'm just it's been a long time since i've died in skyrim and this guy walked up to me hit me twice with his sword and like i was down to like i don't know half health or so and he shield bashes me knocks me on my ass and it takes down more health i stood up and before i could get another swing at him he fucking straight killed me so i uh, i learned very quickly that okay so this game's now more difficult i'm gonna have to block kite use range if i need to and i ended up being able to take them apart by separating them and using magic but oh boy so it's like a new learning experience like a whole new game for me it's nice yeah I like that as an idea, though, because it's like it makes it kind of more like almost a Dark Soulsy type action RPG combat situation where it's like you have to manipulate the elements you're given because otherwise you're going to get completely wrecked by the game stats. Like that's cool yeah. as hell to me. So, and here's one other thing: um, I didn't choose blacksmith as a stat that I start with some points in. So my blacksmithing is at zero, which means I can't make anything. Like I can't go. You craft. can't even make a poop. I, I can't craft the simplest of anything. So I am now like on the hunt in the game to figure out how to get a couple points into blacksmith so I can make a dagger or something to start building that skill up. And I think I have to befriend a blacksmith and then ask them to teach me how to blacksmith. See, it kind of reminds me of like Greg Tech or other similar like Minecraft like big tech engine things where you have to like it deliberately downgrades what you can do early on in the game to make it difficult to get into the higher tech trees. I mean, that, that would make sense. I don't know. I've, I just, I've just been really enjoying it. So that's what I've been pretty much playing in the free time. That and some Dragon's Dogma. Nice. Oh, boy. Okay, gentlemen. I think it's about time for some, maybe some O-dubs. Let's do it. Yeah, let's some go. O-dubs. All right. Snood is an erectile fleshy protuberance attached to the near the base of a turkey's beak. <laughs> Dislike, no. Oh, I'm sorry. That's snood anatomy. Snood is a type of hood or hairnet. I'm sorry. That's snood headgear. <laughs> snood the video game is a puzzle video game programmed by Dave Dobson. Snood was originally released for Mac OS in 1996 as shareware and then for MS-DOS and Microsoft Windows in 1999. An adaptation for the Game Boy Advance was developed by Rebellion Developments and released by Destination Software in 2001. And an iOS version was developed and released uh, May 8th, 2009. And basically, as in Puzzle Bobble, you connect three or more identical snoods, making them disappear from the board. When the board is cleared, the level advances. If the snoods reach the bottom of the screen, you lose a life. Playtime is not limited in most game modes. A sequel... Snood 2 on vacation was developed by Gravity Eye and released by Destination Software for the Game Boy Advance and the Nintendo DS in October 2005 and November 2005 respectively. And that's basically it. And then it goes into some gameplay and awards and stuff, which I'll cover some awards and stuff later. But yeah, and no idea this game had a sequel. That's interesting. I didn't know either. And I that that's another thing I want to touch on here in a little bit is um the world of Snood apparently. But 
Um, so what were your guys' first experiences with this? Like, was this the first time you had ever played this? Yeah, dude, this is the first yes. time I ever heard of it was when you started bringing it up a little bit ago. And then you were just like, all right, we're playing it for the show this week. I was like, yep, this is the first time I ever played it. Faux show. <laughs> but uh, when I saw it, I, I immediately thought it looked like like a late 90s shareware, like Windows 3.1 game where you would like send in your request to get like the rest of the game unlocked. And it turns out it is that even though it's still doing the same game monetizing status in 2022, which I think is just that's beautiful. Mwah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to I'll, I'll start off with that. So like my first experience with the game was way back in the day. Um, my dad's mom living down in alpha Florida, which is near like uh, Naples, Fort Myers, like that area of Florida. Um, she had this on her PC and I played it a lot. And the only things that I remember um, being hidden behind a registry were using the aimer on anything other than easy mode. I'm sorry on child, child mode. mode. Um, and then some of the harder difficulties were locked. And I think the puzzle mode was locked. But other than that, like you didn't have a limit to how many times you could play a day or in general. Like, I don't know exactly how the fuck it works, but I noticed in this version and I hate to shit on it right off the bat, but this is the one bad thing I have to say about this version of Snood on Steam is that it's got that phone game mentality of it gives you 15 coins and you use those coins to play. And once those are gone, you either can only play child mode, which is free, or you can pay to get more plays. I don't know how many reset in a 24 hour period. I think it was like, I don't know, three or four or something. It was some, not a lot. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Because back in the day, that was not a thing. You could play that game all fucking day long. But if you wanted to do the extra stuff, you had to register. And I will say the registry price has been the same since the nineties, as far as I'm, <laughs> as far as I remember. So kudos to them for not raising that price. And I might even I might even pay that, you know what I mean? But just the paywalling, the amount of times you can play per day kind of bummed me out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting choice. Because like, I remember I started seeing that I was getting things in my Steam inventory. I was like, what are these little tokens I'm getting? Because I didn't even realize it was doing that at first. It's like, what are these tokens in my Steam inventory for this game? Then I realized, like, oh, I'm losing a token every time I play this game on easier, normal difficulty. Like, yikes. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't even catch that because I only barely played a few games on easy, but, um, like, shit, like, I kind of do respect the fact that they held out to this ancient monetization scheme, you know, like, it feels like they basically haven't advanced this game since, like, it feels like a Windows 3.1 game that only recently found out that Farmville existed. <laughs> Yeah. And like, there's no concept of the last 15 years of gaming here, which is strangely charming to me. Yeah. And like I said, like if I had like, so, like, uh, you know, a hundred dollars, I might drop eight bucks to register or whatever yeah. it is. But I don't know. But overall, like this game is another one of those instances of just like a warm nostalgia blanket around me. You know, um, oh, it's very nice. I mean, you you said you mentioned bust a move or puzzle bobble on the uh, O dubs, and like that's what this is. It is essentially that same game, but like the uh, the way that it uh, determines how you're progressing is a little different too. Yeah, I uh, I thought that it was interesting. Like 
in that era, there were a lot of people programming games like this for PC that were like games on console. You know what I mean? Like Puzzle Bobble and things like that. I don't think you could play those on PC. So I'm sure this guy was like, well, I could make a version of that mm-hmm. and put it on computer and people would love it, you know? And love it enough that it was noted as like, uh, like well enough love that they got it ported back to consoles. Like there was a Game Boy Advance version of this game. Yeah. Yeah, which looks wildly different. I don't know if you guys got a chance to look at that clip I sent you of the Game Boy Advance play. No, I didn't but like, it. I, I did briefly look at it. I did. I was a little surprised that it did kind of use the same faces, though. Uh, okay. That might have been a different version that I sent a video of then. Because here, I'm going to send you guys real quick the cover of the Game Boy Advance version. And that's what the snoods look like in the Game Boy Advance version. Oh, wow. Okay. They're similar, but different. Yeah. Yeah. They're like yeah. updated almost. But uh, I, I don't know. There's something about the original way that the snoods look. And again, it's probably because... I played it when I was super young, so I just know those faces. Mm-hmm. But I love those little things. No, and I get that completely because, like you guys have both said, it reminds us of all of those shareware games that we had on our PCs when we were little that all had that weird kind of MS Painty graphic style. <laughs> like it, yeah. it holds yeah. up in a weird way that I think only people in our age range would understand. <laughs> it, it, yeah, the the feeling is like. If you grew up and you had like Game Empire discs, and you grew up in like you you played like Chopper Commando, and you were like, "Oh shit, this is a good game!" Like that is the kind of feeling that this game brings. Yeah, I can't imagine it's like a Zoomer opening this game and being like, "That looks cool." (laughs) No, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, this this is definitely of its time in a lot of ways, but holy shit, there's like just shit. I just read a little further into the uh, O-dubs, and dude, these the snoods have names. Of course. Oh, I what? didn't realize that. Okay, so the blue snood, his name is Jake. <laughs> uh, now, you guys might have to help me with the pronunciation of the green one. The green one name is uh, Midoribe, M-I-D-O-R-I-B-E. Midoribe? Midoribe? That, 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 hold on. Can you link me the page real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it sounds like you're saying Midori, which is Japanese for green. Uh, if, I'll, 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 I'll pop onto that real quick. It might be like Midori with B-E on the end. But yeah. Yeah, Midori Bay. Yeah, Midori Bay. Uh, that's the green one. Uh, the gray one is Mildred, which of course it is. <laughs> Because if any of one she of them does look a, like a Mildred, though she really does. If any of them like, had know, an old lady name, it's definitely the gray one. <laughs> I know the character you're talking about. That one does look like a Mildred. Uh, so the purple guy is Spike. Uh, the red one is Zod. He looks like a Zod, dude, for sure. Neil <laughs> uh, before Zod. And I think light blue shows up later. I don't remember if I saw I light blue light in my blue. player. Um, but light blue's name is Geji. Uh, G-E-J-I, Geji. And then the yellow one is, of course, named Sunny. Sunny D's. Sunny D's nuts. Sunny D's nuts. Uh, beat him. Do it. <laughs> Woo. Um, but yeah, that's, that's cool, man. I, I didn't realize they had names until just now, so I'm just like, what? This is news to me. I wonder if they got names later. Maybe. Um, did y'all play it long enough? Like, I didn't see this until Medium. Um, difficulty where it would have like this weird looking brick in your little um, launcher that didn't look like any of the snoods but like when you shot it out that happened to me one time and now that I have a name for it but basically did I shot it out 
and it put five more Mildreds on my screen. Yep. Yeah. I had that exact. Yeah. Because I, I was I was looking. I had never seen that before. So that is a, a new mechanic to me in Snood, which was just mind boggling to me. So, yeah, that absolutely stood out. I'm like, what is this little flashing looking yeah. medallion thing? And when I shot it and it just popped a line of Mildreds, I was like. Well, that didn't fucking help me at all. No, and the worst part is, is I popped it on a Mildred not knowing that. And so, like, then I had... And it didn't get rid of the Mildreds, so and I just had six Mildreds together. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder if maybe it's a thing where whatever you shoot it at, it gives you six of that. Maybe. And it, it would be funny if it... Either that or it just gives you Mildred, or if, if me and you just accidentally both shot it at a Mildred. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, man, like I, I ended up playing up to medium. I didn't get any further Same. than that. I ran out of tokens. <laughs> uh, but it basically just progressively gets like, I like I said to you guys, for lack of a better term, the map gets bigger. Yeah. Like there's more snoods. Did you win any on medium, Dalton? No. Okay. It's <laughs> like I didn't lose until medium. Then medium was just like, Haha, screw you, buddy. I lost a few times on easy because I would fuck up and get mad and just go, God damn it. And just click a bunch of times. Relatable. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it didn't really get stupid hard until, until medium. And I can only imagine like Armageddon and those ones like where the, it makes me want to register just to see how big that level yeah. is. I'm just over here doing fan art of the game. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Snood Satan. Um, the one thing that this game does, and I don't know if it's... I don't remember it doing to me as much back then, so I don't know if it's a, almost like an arcade thing to make you drain tokens. But I... There was a couple times I would shoot something and I would get rid of it. So like there would be like four snoods left on the screen. Mm-hmm. And say like three blue and a green. So it would give me a blue and I'd shoot it and get rid of the blues and then it would give me like four more blues yeah. before it would give me a green again. And I yeah, was like, I, why? I felt like uh, if the game was better managed, it would like not do that. But on the other hand, like there is a kind of a solution to that where it's like you can stack that one color on top of the existing one and hope that you can get enough of the bottom one to kill it. But, like, I don't know. It did feel like you were kind of leaning on RNG towards the end of the match. I mean, you can say that, but I feel like games like Dr. Mario did the same thing. Yeah. Except Dr. Mario didn't limit the number of pills you could have before you would just fucking die. Uh, Wasn't that the whole mechanic of Dr. Mario? If you had too many pills on the screen, you died? Yeah, except you could still stack them and move them. Whereas in this game, it would literally just push the thing down below the bottom. Yeah, that's true. Oh, like no. yeah, I feel like you'd skillfully handle pieces in Dr. Mario, whereas in this it was, I don't know, a little arbitrary whether you could win or not. Speaking of games like that, really quickly, I have to bring this up because I saw it on PlayStation Access, so I tried it out on the Switch, and it's 100% true. I played Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Mm-hmm. Level 2 is unbeatable. What I beat the level fuck? 2. Dude, I beat level 2. that motherfucker drops shit so fast, he's throwing rocks at me so fast that I'm like... I I'm just gonna reset and play level one again. Like what the fuck? It was so. He does drop hard. it. He drops it immediately, but he doesn't always drop it in a place that makes any sense. So like, if you can outlive the original attack, you can uh, hit him back really hard. Okay. Well, I did not. <laughs> I got. I, I didn't beat the third guy though. So you know what? I, man, fucking. It's it's not an easy game. Yeah, that game's hard as fuck. But anyways, uh, so I I am interested in the harder levels. Like I said, um, I might even. 
uh, after I do some yard work this week, which apparently I'm going to be doing a lot of coming up, um, I'm going to probably uh, do the little registration because I think it's just a one-time thing. You just pay the $7.99 and you can access to all of it because I am interested, especially in the puzzles, like how they would do the puzzle levels or the uh, the adventure. There's an adventure like theme one, which would be cool to me. It's, again, like I liked those old shareware adventure games too that were just fucking weird. Yeah. Um, some awards though that this game got. Um, Steve Wozniak, co-founder of Apple Inc., lists Snood as one of his favorite games. I guess that's a recognition, yeah. not an award. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's Steve Wozniak. That is kind of an important name in the history of computers and all that shit. Like that is kind of fucking crazy. Um. Jupiter Media Metrics found in 2001 that Snood was the ninth most played game with 1.5 million unique users. Um, This was most notable because most of the games on the list came from various versions of Windows, such as Solitaire and things like that. (laughs) Uh, The addictive qualities of the game have been described in an article as Snood. At least it's not crack. In 2004, it received the Shareware Industry Award for the Best Action Slash Arcade Game. Snood has been used regularly by the Ronald McDonald House staff at Stanford University as a tool to teach seriously ill children. Teach them what? Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> I was just thinking. It has also been used as a palliative for patients who are undergoing chemotherapy, bone marrow transplants, and dialysis. Word? Snood be out there doing shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, g- fucking good for you, Snood. Yeah, right. And it was also voted uh, one of the top things on the web to make you happy. Or one of the top 10 things on the web to make you happy by the Daily News in 2009. All right. So, yeah. That's some Snood, man. Like, I don't know what uh, what else we could say about it other than, like like I said, I compared the versions of the, uh, the Game Boy Advance and stuff, and it just looks way different. Um, I did, though come up on a website called snoodworld.com and you want to be careful to type that properly i'm sure <laughs> send nudes um, snood <laughs> yeah that, that guy was before his time uh so on this website it lists all the different versions of snood and snood spinoffs that you can purchase and where you can pray has links to where you can purchase them so i'm going to read through these uh because some of these stick out to me so we have snood advance which is the game boy advance version you can get it for windows um, and I think it took me to the Microsoft store. So like, don't quote me on this, but it would be hilarious if Snood advances on game pass. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be really funny to me for some reason. Um, the original Snood, which is what we played is available. Um, Snood redo. <laughs> what a name. Yeah. That's hard to say. That was like, yeah, I had to make sure I was saying that right. It just says, uh, Snood Redude is, introduces a tasty new generation of Snood games. Uh, all new Snoodity. That's... Yeah. <laughs> yes, bitch. <laughs> With redesigned characters and levels uh, that include three gameplay modes. Uh, that's available for, like, uh, mobile and tablet. Um, you can get Snood 2011 for Max. Uh, there's a game called Chowder, which is a game from Dave Dobson uh, that looks interesting i don't know how to describe what i'm looking at here but it looks like a game uh there's snood towers which is a puzzle game uh that will test your intellect rather than reflexes uh snood solitaire which is just solitaire with snood characters on the cards (laughs) what the fuck snood slide it's like the sliding puzzle game um snood plus snood swap snood poppers 
Snood poppers. All right. Yeah, Snood poppers. Popper, wow. This is a is a super action puzzle game from Word of Mouse Games. Your goal is to transport transport all of the snoods away by matching three or more until the level is complete. Uh, when the snoods get into the snood eater, time will reverse, and you get another chance. That's so strange. Uh, Snoodoku. Snoodoku. The eleventh snood, uh, which looks like a like a shifting puzzle game, where you. Uh, and then the original snood, the original is what it's called. So I don't know which one we, this is the original DOS version. It looks like, so there's a lot of fucking snood games, bro. I thought there was yeah, one as well. Yeah. And that's none of those are counting snood two on vacation, which apparently exists too. <laughs> I'm all about the snoodity, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The snoodity. That is fucking tremendous. Oh man. It's all about the snood and how you play it. Oh Lord. <laughs> Oh man! Speaking of WrestleMania this weekend, woo! you know I'm more real quick. I'm more excited to watch the Hall of Fame for Undertaker's induction than I am for anything that's going to happen on WrestleMania. Like I'm going to shed some man tears watching that fucking Undertaker thing, guaranteed. Uh, but yeah, gentlemen, we talked about some snoot. You got anything else that you want to bring up? I think I'm all snooted out. I drew the little hexagon. Nice. Guy. Nah, not I bad. Love it. Not okay, bad. Bye. All right, Wait, some, then happy I'm going to do some house cleaning. Uh, oh, we got to rate the game, bud. Oh, fuck. You are absolutely right. Uh, dude, I didn't even think about rating this because it's just like, stuck. I don't know. Okay. Hmm. I don't know how you rate a game like this. So, okay. The original version that I played, I would give like an, a seven and a half. It's a really fun little puzzle game. This version on Steam, because of the limitations, I'm going to give it a six and a half. But it's still a really good game. Yeah. I definitely enjoyed it for yeah, what it was. I think it it's a good game. Like, but like you said, it has so many games that are also kind of similar to it. I'd kind of rather just be playing Puzzle Bobble than this game at the same time. But I still thought it was good, and I like Puzzle yeah. Bobble a lot. So I'm gonna go ahead and give this seven Mildreds out of Zods. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's adorable. Oh my god. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna give it a six, man. I'm sorry to be like the downer or whatever, but like, it's a cool game. It's just also really dated, and I feel like I should be able to play it in a video game, like not not in a Steam window, but rather in a browser yeah. window. And the fact that I can't is kind of a bummer because fuck you, bring back Flash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Flash, man! There is an emulator that I have on my computer that is specifically. Ruffle for Newgrounds Flash stuff. Oh, yeah. The Newgrounds player is apparently pretty awesome. Yeah, I was I like, I have Ruffle what? on here so I can, like, play some random Flash, but it doesn't do anything with Action Script 3, so it's kind of uh, mostly unusable. No, it was just, it was cool to play Skull Kid again, because Skull Kid was fun. Nice. Now okay. you can clean the house, Dalton. Now I, now I can clean the house. Okay. All right, well then, if... It's a clean... House. House. If you would like to join our Discord, you can hop over to bit.ly slash TSMP Discord, all capital letters. Come in there, say hello, join in on the chat, um, contribute to the fan poll that once a month, or I guess it'll be what? Oh, yeah, we'll touch on that in a second. Uh, once in a while, <laughs> we do. Uh, our ho- we know we do our host picks in a row and then we do the fan hosted pick. So if you want to come into the Discord and vote on the fan hosted pick, by all means do that. Come join in, talk about anime. There's a whole channel for that. Talk about food, talk about 
gaming in general if you just want to send us your best memes i'm all about it so come hang out in the discord bit.ly slash tsmp discord all capital letters um if you want to be super awesome and you really like the show and you'd like to help us keep the show going or you know help us just to pay some bills as a patreon.com slash the steam machine podcast where a single dollar will get you all of our patreon content that we've released and it also gets you your episodes uh, early each week whenever we record them um and that is just one dollar but if you want to get an extra special plus, plus shout out. you also get access to the uh, early uh, chat which this episode i think we did 45 ish minutes yeah. of talk about rpgs before the show even started so that's right that's right yeah uh, the uh, the bullshit before the bullshit or wrong show <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> um, but yeah so but if you want to do an extra special uh if you want to be the extra special Patreon and you want to get your name read out on each episode, um, it's $10 a month. Um, and we super appreciate those people. And that's why they get their names read out on the show. And they are one Nate Sir Cogsworth of seventh of Juniper, Jeff, the original expendable, Mr. Syllables himself, all Jeffy lube and Arisa Adam shout out to his podcast revival and extinction. Thank you all for making this show possible. It means a ton to us. Even if you only donate like a dollar, the fact that you give us money because you want to hear our show is mind boggling. Like Yavo. it means a ton to me that you want to hear us. Yavo. Absolutely. Uh, if you want a cool shirt, you can go over to tsmpproductions.threadless.com. Get you a shirt with our logo on it. If you like our music, uh, that's my stuff. You can go to nilethenightmare.bandcamp.com and you can pick up some music albums there. And last but not least, shout out to Yav's Pod, yet another BS podcast. If you uh, if you like hearing me chat and stuff, that's just a podcast I do with my buddy Jeremy where we just talk about whatever the community wants to hear about. And uh, yeah. Oh, and leave us a, leave us a five star review on iTunes. Give us a good rating on Spotify. We'd really appreciate that. And uh, you can find buttons to all of that, including the stuff that Nate's about to bring up on bit.ly slash the steam. I was trying to get all of that out. I was trying to get all of that out before that cough came up, and it did not happen. <laughs> almost, almost. Next time. Bit.ly slash the steam machine podcast, capitalized phonetically, has links to all that shit I've mentioned. Plus, yes. Okay, Dalton. No, I think Dalton got a little confused there, guys. It's okay. So if y'all want to yeah. check me out, I'm on Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok at TurtleBearMan on my retro game bullcrap. Most of the time, sometimes I do other stuff, but that's the main gist of it. And I just like to have a good time. Holla at your boy. Follow me. <laughs> Hold on, real quick. I gotta say, I gestured to you and, re- and then looked at the camera and realized that I was gesturing under the camera. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, oh, he can't see what I'm doing. That's why everybody's just looking at me like, Dalton, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh, sorry. Willie, you got anything you'd like to plug or promote, brother? Um, man, I mean, shit. <laughs> Cool. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's oh. it. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, for the destruction. Actually, no, you know, I actually would like to plug something. I've been watching a lot of videos by a uh, YouTube channel called The 8 Bit Guy. Guy does a lot of like videos about 8 bit uh, hardware, uh, especially like Commodore 64 computers and shit like that. I think it's been really neat. So uh, if you want to learn more about the history of the Commodore uh, computer, Hey, uh, so you may have noticed that Willie got cut off mid-sentence right there, but do go check out the uh, YouTube channel that he was talking about because it did interest me and Nate. So from that point on, uh, I goofed and lost the rest of the recording. 
So I am here to fill in that gap because I am an idiot. Um, so basically how we wrapped up the show was Willie's next choice um, and the game we'll be playing two weeks from now, which I'll touch on in a second, is going to be Kerbal Space Program, which is awesome. I've been looking forward to learning some astrophysics. And that actually got gifted to us recently. And I was like, oh, perfect. Well, he wants to play that. We just got it from, I believe it was Tux Deluxe. And boom, there we go. We're good to go. So we are also going to be moving the show to a bi-weekly format. Um, because just with... Uh, Nate's new job with scheduling and just, just to relieve some stress of trying to get pack these games into one week. Um, I think that bi-weekly is going to work out a lot better. Um, I apologize if that throws a, a wrench into any of your schedules with the show or anything. Um, on the off weeks, you can still catch me on uh, yet another BS podcast with Jeremy. Uh, what I, what I lovingly call Yabs Pod. But Steam Machine will be bi-weekly and we hope that that'll give us more time to dive deep into these games so we can give you more thorough episodes about them. And not only that, that kind of opens it up to, uh, again, we, like we can start throwing in longer games because we don't have to worry about you know, time constraints and things like that. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I hope it ends up benefiting all of us, including you, the listeners, who we very much appreciate. And uh, they're not here, but I know from Nate and Willie and myself, we just thank you guys for even being here to listen to us. So on that note, we will see you in two weeks with some Kerbal Space Program. As always, guys, take it easy.